Hello, friends, and welcome to the Everyday Truth Podcast with Kurt Skelly. We are here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. And we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. Right now, we're studying the book of Revelation in a series called The End is the Beginning. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. And welcome back, my friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truth. Got my uh, mug for the day. Makes me feel happy because it is my Oh Happy Day mug. Really like that mug because it's extra wide. Extra wide mugs hold extra coffee and extra is what I need. We are in Revelation chapter 20 talking about the millennium. Interestingly, when uh, the Apostle John talks about the millennium, he doesn't go into a whole lot of detail about what the millennium is like and what goes on during that 1,000-year reign of Jesus. Now, there are Old Testament passages. I'm thinking about Zechariah chapter 14. I'm thinking about uh, Psalm 72, uh, several passages in Isaiah uh, chapter number uh, 11, chapter number 2. Tell us about some of the things that we will experience in the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. Here, it's just kind of passed over. Not not because John wasn't interested, but because John's job is to simply tell you the things that God shows him. And sometimes God shows us some things, and sometimes God chooses not to show us some things. And we need to pay close attention to the things that God shows us, because those are the things, obviously, we need to know now, some things we don't need to know now. And so I don't have an answer as to why there's not more detail about the millennial reign or even heaven, uh, but the Bible does tell us a few things. For instance, the millennial reign of Jesus Christ will be a time of great peace. We know that from those Old Testament passages, a time of unprecedented peace, the kind of peace that man has been trying to accomplish for all these many years, but the best that man can do is bring about war, a time of war. It seems like in the last 2,000 years that the study of history is simply the study of which nation invaded which nation and which people subjugated which people, and mankind is bent toward destruction and bent toward evil. All peace only comes through Jesus. Uh, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. When Jesus Christ came to earth that first time, peace was on earth in the person of Jesus. He was the Prince of Peace, but they rejected him and they rejected the peace that he brought. And so peace only comes through uh, the Prince of Peace, the Lord Jesus, and the the millennial reign will be a time of unparalleled and unprecedented peace, in part because Jesus is ruling and we are ruling and reigning with him, dotted across the whole globe, but also because Satan has been bound and he is uh, not deceiving the nations. And so there is the removal of Satan, uh, the installment of Jesus. It's going to be a time of great peace. It's also going to be a time of, of, and can I just say this, a time of great peace in every way. The Bible talks about the lion uh, lying down with the lamb. So even these violent creatures uh, that prey upon these more innocent creatures, uh, there will be peace even in the animal kingdom. 
Uh, there will be great prosperity. There will be great, there will be great, uh, uh, everyone will know the Lord in the sense of be aware of him. Uh, today, there are billions of people that do not know the name Jesus. There are whole language groups that have never had the gospel even translated into their language. And yet that day, uh, the, everyone will know King Jesus rules the world. In many respects, the millennial reign will be what God always envisioned and what he always intended for his chosen people, Israel, uh, that, uh, that David would rule in righteousness. Now, did David rule in righteousness? No, he did not. But God promised that from his seed, one would rule the son of David. That's Jesus. Uh, there in the Garden of Eden, Adam fell, Adam sinned. But Jesus is the, the second Adam, the last Adam from above. And where Adam fails, Jesus does not. So the millennial reign in many respects is the Eden that God intended for man to have in government. And we'll see it through the Lord Jesus. But the Bible doesn't say a whole lot about that here in Revelation chapter 20. Here's what the Bible does say. Verse number seven. And they went up on the breadth of the earth. Uh, so we're in verse number, um, let me see. I'm sorry, look at verse number seven. I, I'm, I'm reading the wrong verse. Verse number seven. And when the thousand years are expired, so now you know, we're talking about this 1,000 years, this millennium, and we've mentioned it now several times. Matter of fact, six times in Revelation 20, we read that term, the 1,000 years. So when the 1,000 years are expired, ended, done, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. So what is this? Is this that, you know, hey, Satan gets a second chance and God gives everyone a second chance and poor old Satan has suffered enough? Is that what this is all about? Of course not. No, this is allowed of God because Satan's loosing is going to now reveal something that has been hidden among people and within the hearts of the of, of people now for many, many years. So the Bible says, Satan is loosed out of his prison. That's the bottomless of pit. Verse number eight, and he shall go out to deceive the nations, which are in the four quarters of the earth. So he's going to go everywhere. Now, remember, Satan is in one place at one time. So he is on overdrive right now. And remember, he has not been doing his work of deception for a thousand years because he's been bound. But as soon as he gets out, he goes back to deceiving the nations. Is that not interesting? That uh, a dog returns to its vomit. Uh, the pig returns to the, 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 the pig pen and Satan returns to his ways. It's in him. It's who he is. He is unredeemable. So the Bible says that he goes to deceive the nations, which are in the four quarters of the earth. He goes across the entire earth looking for those whom he can deceive. And the Bible says Gog and Magog. So I don't know if that term resonates with you. We talked about it earlier um, when we talked about the battle of Gog and Magog. That, that battle is described in Ezekiel uh, chapters 38 and 39. And there is an actual battle. Remember the kings of the north, the armies of the north, that's Gog and Magog, come down to attack uh, Israel uh, during the second half of the tribulation period. 
that's not the same battle. Matter of fact, Gog and Magog just may refer to those that assemble in battle against God. Uh, but be that as it may, the devil is going to deceive as many as he can, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. Now, just reading that is disturbing to me. That after 1,000 years of the righteous reign of Jesus and those of us ruling and reigning with him, a time when everyone is going to know who the Lord is, a time of peace, a time of unparalleled and unprecedented prosperity, there will still be an untold multitude of people that will be deceived by and thereby follow and even turn their backs on the Lord, follow, follow the devil. That, that just seems just unconscionable to me. And yet that's what the Bible clearly, clearly says. Such is the nature of human pride that even when you give man a perfect environment. Now, now we're, talking about, we're not talking about people in glorified bodies like you and I losing our salvation. That's impossible. But people that have entered into the millennium that uh, do not have glorified bodies, who have now been born during this thousand years, who have been who have parents, who have parents, who have parents that entered into the millennium after the tribulation period, after the judgments, and were there. Even children, perhaps, of, of some saved people uh, that came into the, uh, the millennium, the Bible says, will be deceived by the devil. As such is just the, the pride of man, that even in a perfect environment, a perfect government, uh, the heart of man is deceitful and proud. Adam and Eve ascend in that perfect place. It's, it's, a, it's a disturbing thought, is it not? Look at verse number nine. And they went up on the breadth of the earth. So this great massive army from all around the world the Bible says, went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about. So the saints of God all bunker into Jerusalem. Now remember, the whole topography of Israel will have been changed. Uh, the mountains will be made low and there'll be a great plain and uh, people will have visited Jerusalem year by year. And so this will be the capital of the world, if you will. And the Bible says they'll, they'll converge upon the capital and, and, and compassed the camp of the saints and the beloved city, that's Jerusalem, and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. So for whatever reason, the Lord allows this army to be assembled. Now he could destroy them at any moment, but he allows them to be assembled. He allows this march to to begin, he allows the them to converge upon. Only at the last possible minute does the fire come from heaven and they're destroyed. Now, why? Maybe for a couple reasons. N number one, maybe it's grace upon these people to give them the last possible opportunity to turn from their wicked ways, to turn from their attitude toward God and their rejection of Christ and their following of the devil. But whatever the reason is, at the last minute, uh, the fire comes from heaven and Satan is going to meet his ultimate demise at this point. Look at verse number 10, last verse I'll read. 
and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. So this is not the bottomless pit, okay? This is the lake of fire and brimstone into which the Antichrist and the false prophet, the beast and the false prophet were cast 1,000 years before. So he's cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are. See that? Where they are, not where they used to be. They are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Now, again, uh, all the Bible is true, but it doesn't mean that I like reading all the Bible. Uh, there are some verses that just are, they make me shudder when I think about them. This is one of them. That in the lake of fire, they, there is eternal torment. There is eternal punishment. That's a hard pill to swallow. But it's one that the Bible makes emphatically clear. And here the devil joins the beast and the false prophet. And forever the smoke of their torment rises. And forever they in conscious punishment will undergo the wrath of God. How sad and yet how just of God for this one who has deceived billions upon billions and even to the end refuses to acknowledge the supremacy and authority of the God that he has rejected. And that's the, that's true of every God rejecting sinner as we shall see. So next episode, we're going to jump into verse number 11 and talk about uh, the great white throne ju judgment of God. You don't want to miss it. It's sober, but it's important for us to understand. Hope you'll be here. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.